With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Future Brew, our Michigan Wolverines recruiting podcast here on maizeandbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. And joining me today, as always, my co-pilot here, John Simmons, Mason Brew uh, recruiting contributor, uh, always uh, jumping on the pod with me, discussing some uh, recruiting. And you know, there was a little bit of a lull there with the recruiting and having this negative stuff with Harbaugh and whatnot. But now that that's kind of in the rearview mirror, we can really start to focus on what we really talk about here on this podcast, and that is recruiting. And the recruiting efforts are ramping up as we speak over the last week or so. Uh, and, and it's just going to continue to do so. So uh, let me introduce John Simmons. How are you doing, sir? And uh, how's your week going? And it, it's good to finally talk about some good, positive recruiting news on the podcast. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It was, it's very nice that all the Harbaugh stuff got wrapped up early. You know, they still got to replace Matt Weiss, but that honestly is not a huge uh, presence on the recruiting trail that they have to overcome. So I uh, just nice to have a, a good uh, solid visit list this week and another one upcoming and just talk uh, just some pure recruiting here with the new cycle starting up soon too. Yeah. New cycle starting up here, uh, I guess, officially after the February signing day signing period, we're going to talk about a kid in the 23 class here in just a second, but yeah, just so nice, John, to be able to have this Harbaugh stuff in the rearview mirror so early on compared to last year where it kind of dragged out into February. And now we can really hone in on uh, the last couple guys in 23, 
every prospect in the 24 class and beyond. So it's just awesome to be able to, to talk about this with you on the podcast and write about it on mazebrew.com. Um, so let's just dive right in. Let's start off. We're going to chat about some of the recruits that were in Ann Arbor this past weekend for Michigan's first of two consecutive junior day weekends. Most of the action went down on Sunday, but there were a couple guys who were on campus for both days. And uh, let's start with the lone official visitor over the weekend. And that is from 2023 three-star defensive lineman, Cameron Brandt. He's 6'4", 260 from Chatsworth, California. Ranked number 444 overall on 24-7 Sports' composite. Also number 51 at the defensive lineman position. And number 34 uh, from the state of California. So he's been committed to Stanford since July. Did not sign during the early signing period because of the resignation of David Shaw. Troy Taylor is the new head coach there. So he is working to keep Cameron Brandt in their recruiting class, but he took this trip to Michigan over the weekend for a couple reasons. He never got to visit Ann Arbor before he committed to Stanford. That's one thing that he had said that he wanted to do, and he wants to be sure he's choosing the right school. So there's still a chance that Stanford keeps him in their class, but everything seems to be pointing towards Michigan at this point, John, especially with how well this visit went. Greg Biggins from 24-7 Sports, he interviewed Cameron Brandt after the visit, and he detailed it quite extensively. He said it was a great visit, quote-unquote, and that the coaching staff impressed him quite a bit, and that Michigan is the best of both worlds when it comes to athletics and academics. So, uh, lots of high praise, John, uh, from Cameron Brandt for Michigan. Do you think they did enough this past weekend to leapfrog Stanford and be in pole position to land a Brandt, or do you think there's still some work left to be done? Yeah, I think usually um, when a program gets a guy committed elsewhere to go on an official visit a couple of weeks before signing day, it's, you know, I'd say it's a slam dunk for the school that he just visited um, for the flip. Um, I wouldn't put Brandt in that category just yet. I think, you know, he's a typical kind of Stanford, Michigan type recruit that uh, really values education and coaching stability and may not um, may look at his recruitment as differently than many other prospects. So I think he is still legitimately torn between the two. I will say that, Michigan probably has more momentum at this point because they will be the last visit and have been, um, I think, recruiting them a little bit harder as the, you know, since Michigan's go or since Stanford has been going through a coaching transition. So I think that gives them a leg up, but I still think there is a chance that Stanford could keep them home and convince them that their new staff is legit and uh, the place to be, you know, I know he really values coaching stability and while Michigan, while, you know, Michigan quashed the, the Harbaugh to the NFL rumors earlier this year, I still think that could play a factor here. So I wouldn't say it's a layup right now as I may would with, would with other uh, late, you know, uh, visitors from other programs, but I do think that they are more likely to get them than not. Yeah. The, honestly, that's kind of where I'm at with it too. I'm I'm kind of torn with this one. Cause this, this certainly is a different kind of situation where he was committed to his, or he's still committed to a school uh, that, uh, you know, he's been solid with them since the summer going through this 
kind of sudden coaching transition now uh, with David Shaw stepping down, Troy Taylor now being uh, the new head coach at Stanford. And now with his other finalist, I guess, if you want to call Michigan like the other finalist of the two, uh, having this Harbaugh situation uh, continuously popping up each year, even though, you know, a couple of years ago, it wasn't really on Harbaugh, but last year it was on Harbaugh. This year it was on Harbaugh. Um, so it, you kind of question if that's going to continue to happen. So I, I'm with you. I don't see this as like a slam dunk for Michigan either. I, I saw that in that article from 24 seven that he wants to just sit down and talk it out with his family. And then hopefully he said, have a decision made by the weekend. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but if he were to choose sooner rather than later, I kind of lean towards Michigan. I think it's 60, 40, maybe a little bit more towards, you know, 65, 35, if you want to get into semantics here. But uh, I, I think it's leaning good for the maize and blue. And at this point, I think it would be kind of, it would be a slight surprise if he chose to stick with his Stanford commitment at this point, but we'll see. I mean, whether he commits tomorrow or next week or whenever, I mean, he's still got time uh, until the February signing day. So uh, I I guess we'll just have to wait and see on this one, but it's good that he came in to officially visit and and get all of the information needed uh, before he makes his final decision. Now, the rest of these guys that we're going to talk about today are going to be kids in the 2024 class. Uh, so Cameron Brandt was the lone visitor in the 23 class. Everyone else is a junior prospect, hence why it's called junior day. Uh, let's start off and stay. Let's stick with the defensive line here. Let's talk about four star defensive lineman, Heaven Brown Schuler. He is a top 100 prospect coming in at number 72 overall. Received his offer from Michigan a long time ago when it comes to recruiting. As August of 2021 is when he got the Michigan offer. He's 6'4", 290, from Georgia. Has other offers from pretty much the who's who of college football. He's got Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State. Could just keep going on and on there. He's a top kid, uh, no doubt. This past weekend was his first ever visit. To Ann Arbor. So this is really a key step in this recruitment. And in my opinion, John, and I'll throw it to you uh, for your thoughts on this too. But in my opinion, John, uh, this is going to be a tough poll for Michigan, but coming up to Ann Arbor in the month of January, uh, when it's cold and snowy and everything that we've had over the last week in the state of Michigan, specifically Southeast Michigan, it's a pretty decent deal. And he also said uh, that he is a fan of the San Francisco 49ers. So he, he knows Harbaugh is a big time coach and he's a fan of Jim Harbaugh. So that's always going to be nice to have uh, the feather in the cap, something Michigan has that other schools will not is that. So, uh, John, what's your read on this recruitment as of now? I still kind of am leaning towards him staying south, but uh, I want to get your input on this too. Yeah, this one was kind of a surprise addition to the the weekend. Um, he, you know, like you said, either, Michigan offered him a while ago, but hadn't really heard much uh, with him in regards to Michigan for a uh, sense really that offer. So to get him up on campus, I think is a, a good first step um, for out of region prospects. You know, the adage is that you'll need to get him up there at least twice. So um, hopefully this is a good first impression and 
he uh, really liked what he saw and Michigan can get him up on campus maybe for a visit in the summer or uh, a game next season as long as he stays uncommitted. But I think this is, you know, a positive uh development and the recruitment even though it is probably unlikely that he ends up going up north to play his college ball you're so right with needing to get a out of region prospect on campus twice so this this is a good first step it's the unofficial visit um especially in this you know climate um in michigan it's cold it's snowy so he was able to uh see all of that and experience that so yeah, that next step, I, I'll really be interested to see if he ends up taking a return visit, whether it's another unofficial visit or an official visit sometime later this spring or summer, just depending on his commitment timeline. Whenever he wants to end it, there's no indication it's going to be anytime soon. So, yeah, it'd be important to get him back on an official visit. And like you mentioned, maybe for a game in the fall, but if not, maybe over the summer, uh, get him back for the barbecue at the big house. That's always a big uh, recruiting event for the Wolverines uh, in the summertime. And they always have a, a big weekend uh, in the month of June as well. So yeah, we'll have to just keep an eye on this one, but uh, it, it's always a positive to have an out of region kid like Heaven Brown Schuler come up on his own dime uh, when the weather isn't all that good. So uh, really good to see that addition to the visitors list. Another nice uh, addition to the visitors list. Let's flip over to the offensive line and talk about 2024 four-star offensive lineman, Andrew Sprague. And this dude is a massive human being. He is 6'8", 260 from Kansas City, Missouri, ranked number 203 overall on the composite, number six in his state, number 11 at the offensive tackle position. And that's all according to 24-7 Sports' composite, of course. Uh, he is thought to be among Michigan's top targets along the offensive line in this class. I would argue he's probably one of the top targets overall, I guess just regardless of position uh, in this class. He's got other offers from uh, Wisconsin, LSU, Nebraska, Texas A&M, Stanford, uh, plenty more where that came from. Uh, this past weekend was his second trip to Michigan. His first was back this past fall for the win over Penn State. So this is a uh, return visit. Always good to uh, get that as well from uh, a prospect that you are very high on. So, John, uh, in my opinion, Michigan needs to land an elite offensive tackle in this class. They haven't really gotten one over the last couple cycles. You could argue Evan Link is a really, really good one. And I think he is a really good one, but I just don't know if he is the left tackle of the future. Andrew Sprague could be that left tackle of the future with how big, strong, physical he is. Um, so how important do you think he is to Michigan's 2024 class? And uh, where do you think Michigan sits uh, among his uh, uh, offered schools at this point? Yeah, I think Michigan views Sprague as very important. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the number one guy on their board. They've really shown um, a ton of love to him so far, identified him pretty early and gotten him on campus a couple times so far. I think they really, really like his game. You know, Sharon Morris from that, out there Plains area being from Kansas coaching at Oklahoma, all that stuff. So I think that's a good advantage to help, you know, uh, connect with him a little bit more. Uh, so I think Michigan sits in a really good spot here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they led at this point, although I think he kind of 
uh, keeps things close to his chest, doesn't do a ton of interviews, if I remember correctly. So I'm not sure who else would be those top schools for him, but I think that Michigan is definitely in that top group, if not leading at this point. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, he doesn't really do a whole lot of interviews. and, And that's kind of been a theme with some of Michigan's targets in this class. And it's like... admittedly like this is a very selfish take of me but it's kind of annoying how quiet some of these kids are they're not like there's there's limited information out there for some of these guys and Sprague is certainly one of them but uh, the fact that he returned to Ann Arbor this past weekend and Michigan has been uh, constantly on him since offering him uh, yeah I, I would venture to say Andrew Sprague is Sharon Moore's top guy at the offensive tackle spot at the very least in the 2024 class. Wouldn't be surprised if he is really, really high up just on the overall target board. I mean, Jane Davis, obviously number one, but uh, you could probably uh, factor in Sprague somewhere in the top five or top 10 overall targets in this class. He's, he's a really, really vital piece uh, to Michigan's class here. So uh, yeah, uh, hopefully uh, he continues to, uh, uh, show interest back in Michigan, and and I'm sure that they will get him on an official visit or at least another unofficial visit at some point in the future uh, as the uh, 2024 class continues. Let's take just a quick moment here to check in with our uh, Maze Brew podcast sponsor, and it's finally here, guys. Manscaped now sells beard products. So you heard right, man. This is crazy, and this is a uh, once again revolutionary men's grooming uh, from Manscaped with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. So you can go from a beard trim to a fresh shave. The technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape that signature beard look that you have always been wanting. I've never been able to grow a beard, but maybe this is what's going to change the game for me. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. 
which uh, is a cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all in one guard. You don't have to have those messy drawers anymore because, again, 20 different beard lengths in one guard. It's crazy. And it's waterproof, so you don't have to uh, shave before you get in the shower if you don't want to. So now you can finally use Manscaped products to match uh, to make your drapes match your carpet. By going to manscaped.com, use the promo code MNB for 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring our podcast here. So let's uh, let's talk about a few more guys here, John, uh, that visited over the weekend. And uh, these couple kids, let's just throw in a, a couple kids from uh, the Chicago metro area in the 24 class. We're talking about four-star wide receiver Imarian Stewart and four-star edge rusher Marquise Lightfoot. Let's start with Stewart first. He's 6'1", 180 from Bolingbrook, Illinois, number 265 on the composite. He's got a crystal ball prediction for Michigan, and this return visit kind of makes me think he is leaning towards the Wolverines at this point. He does have a final seven of Michigan, Oregon, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Illinois, Ole Miss, and Nebraska. And out of those finalists, he has not been to any school more, I don't think, than U of M. As for Lightfoot, he's 6'5", 215. He's from Chicago, plays for Kenwood Academy, ranked number 315 overall on the composite, has other solid offers from Ohio State, Miami, uh, Michigan State, Notre Dame, USC, Tennessee, Washington could go on and on there as well. Uh, rising prospect here is Marquise Lightfoot. He was offered by the Buckeyes just last week. So they are just getting started recruiting him. So I, I would venture to say Michigan has a slight edge in that regard, but Ohio State's always going to be tough to beat. They can pitch uh, their uh, defensive end development, getting guys to the NFL. Obviously, Michigan can do that too, but Larry Johnson is a very aggressive recruiter for Ohio State, so you always have to worry about the Buckeyes when it comes to defensive linemen that you also want. So, John, I'll pass it to you with these two guys in mind. I, I really like where Michigan sits with Imarian Stewart at this point. I, I do also like where they sit with Marquise Lightfoot, but I do think that the Ohio State offer will have him uh, kind of pump the brakes a little bit and uh, kind of stall any uh, momentum that Michigan may have had. But uh, you could argue perhaps the momentum isn't stopping because uh, despite getting offered by Ohio State last week, he still visited Michigan this past weekend. So I'll throw it to you with all of that in mind, my friend. Yeah, in regards to Lightfoot, I would say that Michigan may have to turn up the heat a little bit with them. I think obviously they're still recruiting him pretty hard. They had him up for the visit here, but um, with Ohio state coming in there, they're going to have to work a little bit harder to keep him interested, but thankfully they have, you know, a good foundation built already. They've been after him for a while. He's been up on visits. Um, and while he just started his relationship with Ohio state, basically, and he's also not from Ohio so, and Michigan does a lot better in Illinois. So I think that definitely helps. Um, you know, it's not quite the pull of like, say if Brian Robinson from Ohio were to get that Ohio state offer. Um, so I think that Michigan put themselves in a really good spot. I don't think um, Ohio state offering is going to immediately flip this recruitment in their, um, in their favor. And I honestly think it's, you know, kind of a good sign that a big school like that is getting involved here and kind of shows that Michigan was ahead of the curve with, the those um 
evaluations because he wasn't he's not like the most highly rated guy or anything right now so uh, I think he has a chance to move up in the rankings as well and then in regards to a Marion Stewart he um, kind of looked like for a while that maybe Michigan was slipping a little bit uh, they had had him up for a bunch of visits early on Sharon Moore and Ron Bellamy do a really good job in that area and so uh, Michigan really had I think a substantial lead there, but then, you know, Tennessee offered and he went on visit there and that, you know, made you kind of nervous because they've been recruiting really, really well, had an awesome season themselves, especially with that offense they play, you know, it's really enticing to receivers. So I could have seen him, uh, you know, switching momentum to the volunteers pretty easily, but I think that Bellamy and Moore have kind of swung the tide back in Michigan's favor and locked that one down. And I think it's kind of a matter of time before he commits. He's been on campus a bunch of times. And honestly, I think like if something like Jaden Davis were to drop, then Amarion Stewart wouldn't be far behind. Yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised about that either. I really think Michigan leads for Stewart at this point. You got the crystal ball there for Stewart to land at Michigan. And just with all of the positive news that keeps coming out about him and the visit and you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in Michigan uh, at some point in the near future. So it, it really just seems like a matter of when, not if, with Imerian Stewart. And then, yeah, with Lightfoot, I, I do think Michigan's going to have to, like you said, uh, turn up the heat a little bit in regards to this recruitment. But I, I think you bring up a really good point that Michigan has really cleaned up uh, the state of Illinois on the recruiting trail. Um you know, at least since Harbaugh has been here, but Sharon Moore has really, really helped out since he's been in Ann Arbor, uh, helping get a ton of top guys from the state of Illinois. I mean, JJ McCarthy, AJ Henning, Trevor Keegan, uh, the list really, really goes on and on for guys in the state of Illinois. And then Jire Hill at uh, the cornerback position just in this past uh, recruiting cycle alone. So, uh, really good to get those two guys back and, um, We'll be really interested to see uh, this whole Michigan. It could turn into a Michigan-Ohio State battle on the recruiting trail for Lightfoot, so we'll uh, certainly keep an eye on that. I wouldn't be surprised to see those two schools as uh, the top ones uh, whenever he ends up making his decision um, uh, with his commitment. So one more guy that I want to talk about here and kind of goes back to what I said earlier about kids that don't really speak a whole lot to the media and kind of just stay to themselves. This kid is certainly in that discussion there. Uh, His name is Brady Prescorn. We've talked about him quite a bit on the podcast. He's a four-star tight end in the 2024 class. He's 6'6", 215 pounds. He's from Rochester, Michigan. Um, Really important prospect. Number 57 overall on the composite number three at the tight end position, number two in the state of Michigan. He's got offers from pretty much everywhere you can imagine, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Penn State, Oklahoma, could really go on and on there as well. There are two crystal ball predictions in for Michigan, which makes sense given how many times he's been to campus at this point. But, John, it is just so incredibly hard for me to gauge this recruitment just because of how quiet he is. He doesn't really do interviews, but one would imagine Michigan is among the top schools for him. 
at this juncture, just given the proximity uh, from Rochester to Ann Arbor, really just like about an hour away, if that, and just the amount of times that he has been uh, at or in uh, Ann Arbor at this point in this recruitment. I I mean, the tea leaves are there. It really seems like Michigan is uh, among the leaders in his recruitment. But again, for me, it's just kind of tough to to gauge where it's at. So, John, where are you at with this one? Yeah, I think it's uh, actually a good development that we actually found out that he was on Michigan's campus so soon after, Um, you know, because earlier we had to find out he'd been on campus five times. Uh, since the start of 2022 when he came in up for a game. So it's nice that it's actually reported that he was going to be on campus just, you know, the day before. Um, so I think it's another positive sign that he was back on campus yet again. I think it's uh, really Michigan is the team to beat here, just given all the times he's visited campus. Um, his brother was in the transfer portal. He was at Memphis. He was a top tight end target. Michigan had already taken um, the – AJ Barner from from Indiana so they didn't quite have a roster spot for him and you know depending on where his brother ended up was going to make me nervous that maybe uh that school would become a top contender but then he chose Ole Miss which is kind of hasn't really been a factor in pre-scorn's recruitment at all it's more midwest focused so that kind of made me feel like Michigan dodged a bullet there um and eliminated or and uh made it so they avoided you know, another potential feather in the cap for a school like Ohio State or Notre Dame or a big school that's recruiting him there. So I think Michigan's still the the team to beat. Yeah, I I tend to think so too. I do think Michigan is number one at this point, just given the sheer amount of times that he's been at Michigan. Uh, I just can't help but pump the brakes just a little bit. Just, you know, there, there isn't really a whole lot of information out there on pre-scoring. He's a really good player at his position in this class. I mean, he's a top, pretty much a top 50 guy at this point on the composite. So you really hope that Michigan leads for this one. If by some chance he doesn't end up committing to Michigan, uh, I wouldn't say it's, it's the end of the world by any means. They've already got uh, a very good tight end committed in this 24 class uh, from out West Hogan Hansen, four-star guy from Washington. And they're in on several other guys at the tight end position. It's just a really loaded tight end class in 2024. So it wouldn't be like the sky is falling. If he ends up going to another school, um, like it would be with a position like quarterback, for example. But uh, I do like where Michigan sits at this point with him. I, I just want to I, I just want to learn a little bit more about him and the schools, the other schools that he's truly considering other than Michigan, because Michigan, it's clear that he's considering Michigan. I haven't really heard anything about MSU or uh, any of the other schools that have offered him, quite honestly. So I uh, would be interested to learn a little bit more about uh, where his timeline is and just other things like that before I, I go all in on Michigan. But with all that said. Uh, I, I do think Michigan has a very good chance at landing him and will uh, uh, at least be in the running until the very end of this recruitment. So those are the guys that we uh, wanted to talk about today, uh, mainly from the 24 class who visited 
for the first of two straight Junior Day weekends in Ann Arbor. There will be another one this upcoming weekend, so we will very likely chat about the prospects who visit this upcoming weekend on next week's edition of Future Brew, so be sure to tune into that and all the podcasts we have on Maze of Brew. We certainly appreciate uh, all of your listenership and your viewership, readership on maizeandbrew.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Yvonne underscore Lozon. Follow John at Simmons underscore John. Follow Maize and Brew, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube channel. Just type in Maize and Brew. I'm sure you will find it. I promise you will. And uh, give five-star reviews on all of our podcasts here. We certainly do appreciate all of that support as well. For John Simmons, I'm Vaughn Lozon. We'll be back next week with another edition of Future Brew.